Greetings, Carl here. It turns out that it is super hard work to communicate more while saying less. In other words, distilling and editing and getting really clear about the signal and cutting out the noise is super hard. One of the goals with this podcast, and in fact, all of my work, is to distill to the point that it takes you just a few minutes a day. But if I do it right, occasionally there will be something in there that keeps you thinking the whole day. It might even be slightly confrontational and hard to swallow. And that's partially my goal, right? To be slightly irritating (laughs) in the ability to communicate just something at its essence. So I've been asked a lot about that lately, and I thought I would just walk through a couple of steps of how do you cut and simplify? How do you distill? So step number one is dive into the complexity. So that sounds counterintuitive, but the first step, remember, we're trying to get to the simplicity on the other side of complexity. So we're not trying to be simplistic. We're trying to be elegantly simple, and elegantly simple lives on the other side of complexity, that Oliver Wendell Holmes quote. So step number one is dive into the complexity. So that's when you take an issue that you're, a a question you're trying to answer or a point you're trying to communicate and you get opinions, you read, you study, you research, you ask people, you have conversations around it, you understand all the nuance and the the edge cases and the reasons that it, the, the boundary conditions and all the reasons that it may not be true. You understand all that stuff. It's a terribly, that's a painful process. It feels messy. It even feels like you might be doing something wrong right? As if maybe you're headed down the wrong path. But I now take that as, sign as, uh, as a sign that I'm on the right path, that it's, it's messy, confusing, and it's bothering me a little bit. Like, ah, you know, like that. That's, I make that sound a lot when I'm doing, ah, right? So number one, embrace the complexity. Number two, to come out the other side, you think of the zinger. We call it a zinger internally. What's the thing that matters? What's the one thing that matters? Now, this step requires you to strip away edge cases and nuance. And it can be unsatisfactory when you do that because you feel like you're not allowing for all the conditions. But you're, you're making an edit here. This is an opinion you're trying to forcibly insert into the world about what matters. Clearly, you're going to get it wrong. Some people are going to feel like you got it wrong. And that's okay. It's not for them. Hopefully they'll, they'll join in the conversation and make your work even better, like many of you do with mine. But it's okay if they disagree. You're trying to, you're making an edit here. You're, this is an opinion. You're making an, a, a guess, right? So the guess is called a zinger. It's the thing that matters. If there were a group of 100 people in a room and you communicated this idea, what's the one thing you would hope they would remember when they left? After they read your piece, what's the one thing? And you only get one. You only get one. So embrace the complexity. Find the zinger. 
Number, number three is remove all distractions. Often there, are, there may be supporting evidence, things that you want to include that support the zinger, that sort of prove your point. Now, be really careful not to distract. I find this happens a lot with numbers and data. Often when I include numbers and data, people want to argue, they, they want to argue about the data and they miss the point. So be careful with numbers and data. Right. I mean, again, they obviously have their place in other forms of communication. They're they're essential. And in your communication, they may be, too. I'm just saying, be careful about the data. Is there a way to say the same thing without using specific numbers that people can anchor onto and then argue about? Um, I also find this around gender and politics. So, again, I'm not going to shy away from a conversation around gender or politics if that's the point but I don't want gender or politics to become a distraction from the point I'm trying to make. And so you can just remove it. You know, instead of saying he, you could say they. It's just an example, right? And even there, I think I probably just introduced a distraction. So strip away distractions. I often find them with numbers, gender, and politics. And, and again, I want to be really clear. I'm not shying away from those. I'm just saying if they're a distraction from the point I'm trying to make, remove them. And the fourth thing, fourth thing is to, is to edit and distill. One exercise we employ a lot is we literally remove whole sentences or paragraphs. You know, we, we copy them, delete, see if we lost anything. And if we did, we can just control V, right? We can insert it back in. See if we lost anything. And I, there's a great quote um, from, I believe it's in The Little Prince, that perfection is not achieved when there's nothing left to add, but when there's nothing left to take away. And so that's that fourth step, is just cut and distill. I hope that's helpful. I, I, I realize it doesn't apply to all forms of communication and writing, but it definitely applies to my work and I the work that I value the most is highly distilled. The noise has been stripped away and it's just the signal. So I hope that's helpful to you. As always, I would love your feedback. The way to get it to me is hello at behaviorgap.com. That's hello at behaviorgap.com.